episode 75 on the Nine Point Started with a Dream podcast. Welcome to Nine Point Started with a Dream podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacoby Gillum. This episode is about understanding the world of college athletics. And our guest today is Kirsten Sires, and she is the founder and CEO of LRT Sports. And for me and my journey, there was a lot about there was a lot about recruiting that I did not know. You know, from how to do visits, how to approach the phone calls, to how to really work that whole process. And what Kirsten's doing with her company LRT Sports, they're really helping athletes understand from the first steps to getting with the clearinghouse to how to do their calls, how to do their visits, and what everything they need to do to understand the process. So, hope you enjoy her journey, hope you enjoy what she's doing now, and let's get to it. So, Kirsten, the question that everyone comes on is, when you're younger as an athlete, what would one of your bigger dreams and goals you want to achieve? Basically, I, I think for me, knowing that I was going to A, play a college sport, but B, also have something to do with sports um, for my entire life was super important to me. When I was younger, I always kind of had this vision of just always being somehow integrated into sports. I was always super passionate about sports, playing sports, being, you know, watching sports, being associated with them. So I think for me, it wasn't necessarily a, I want to go play division one or be pro. It was more knowing that I wanted to be involved with sports um, throughout the rest of my life. So for you, so if you, if you had like pinned it, what it like, was it like work for ESPN? Was it like, you know, be a, you know, a coach one day? How, how did you see yourself being involved in sports? I think for, for me specifically, definitely more in the business side of things. Um, actually, bef- when I was going into college, when I was in high school, going into college, my dream was to be some sort of um, like doctor on the sideline. So I wanted to do uh, you know, be the trainer that runs out on the field when somebody, you know, breaks something or gets hurt or whatever it may be. And then when I got into college, I realized very quickly I'm way too squeamish and I didn't like the classes to actually be able to pursue that career. Um, so, you know, after realizing that, it was definitely an adjustment to figure out what my role is. And then from there, I started to, um, I, I ended up majoring in business and I, I slowly started to define myself within sport and business at the same time. So it went from one dream into another, but the constant was always being involved with sports. I love it. I, I, can, I can relate. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. I, I, I thought I was going to go. My dream was going to go go to college, be D1, go, go to ESPN and, and be a reporter. Yep. That was like my, you know, be, I was going to be involved around the game somehow. So I, I get it for sure. So yep. when, you're, when you're growing up, sports did you play? So when I was growing up, I tried to play as many sports as possible. I played volleyball, basketball, soccer. Um, I actually played boys lacrosse for a while, tennis. I, I, you know, I tried to play as many sports as possible. My parents put me in as many camps as possible. And the one sport that I, I spent the most time with was tennis. So I got recruited to college to play tennis. And I actually ended up quitting tennis after my freshman year and being a walk-on for soccer. So I ended up playing soccer three years of my college career and tennis only one year. Okay. A walk-on journey. I love it already. So, yep. <laughs> so, so, so you said you first chose tennis. 
And so what about tennis was, was kind of drew you in that gravitation to kind of say, I want to do this in college? I think it was the competition of it. I think individual sports, as you know, being track and field athlete, there's something different about individual sports. It's really on you for how successful you're going to be. Um, sure, to an extent, you have an opponent and you have people that are training around you, but it's really up to you of how you want a match to go. And there's a lot of uh, mental uh, sides of the game that you need to be able to navigate, meaning that, you know, you have to be mentally tough in order to win points. You also have to be uh, smart with your strategy and you're not really taking time to read other people on the team. And it's less about that and it's more about yourself. So I think I kind of liked that um, independence of tennis. Um, I definitely will say though, when I was playing tennis, I missed the team atmosphere of playing a, a team sport and having that team around you. So for me, college tennis seemed to be a natural fit because you still have that team in college tennis. When you're growing up playing tennis, it's all on you. There's no team. You're playing in tournaments where people may, may or may not be talking to each other at any given time. And it's, it's almost more of a lonely road, I'd say. And I, I think if you talk to any tennis player that's played youth tournaments or has even gone to professional tennis, it, it is kind of a lonely journey. Um, whereas the, the team sports don't have that as much. So when you got to college and you did tennis, right, and you say, like, I want to switch to soccer, how, how was that transition for you just to kind of go from being paid to be there in a sense, you know, I'm going to I'm walk on for another dream? So, you know, what ended up happening with me and, and why I ended up starting my company, LRT Sports, was because I actually was in a situation where I went to school and I ended up not getting along with my coach. And that is a semi-common thing that you'll hear from student athletes and it's not even a a lot of the time it's not even that the coach is a bad person but sometimes there's just a miscommunication of fit between coach and player or you know school and player or coach and school there's there's so many different variables going around with you know college athletics so for me in particular my, my coach and I didn't exactly mesh and for me it wasn't worth um I knew I wasn't going to be a professional tennis player straight up. I mean, most professional tennis players are not going to college anyway. Um, what you're, you're doing is going straight, you know, you're just going into the pros type of thing. So for me, college was more about enjoying my experience. And at that point I had to, I had a summer to kind of think about what sport I wanted to try out for. And I went back and forth with my mom. What was it going to be volleyball? Was I going to try out for the softball team? Was I going to try out for the soccer team? Um, and I ultimately landed on the soccer team for many different reasons. I had a couple friends on the team. Um, I heard great things about the coach. So um, I ended up going to that coach and, saying, hey, you know, I just quit the tennis team. I'd love to try out. She gave me the opportunity to try out. And, you know, that's what led me to the soccer team for four years. But also in, in the greater scheme of things, it also led me to starting my business, um, which, you know, specifically is targeted at my, my personal experience. Um, so that is, I'm happy that that whole situation happened. And, and I definitely believe that things happen for a reason. When it, when it came to... I guess I want to say not liking the coach, but just not meshing with the coach. Why do you, why do you think so many athletes kind of deal with that? Um, I think that they deal with that because there's not, 
the recruiting process is an interesting thing. There's a lot of restrictions around it. And also at the same time, everybody is kind of a salesman. The parents want to be on the best behavior. Players want to be on best behavior. Coaches want to be on best behavior. Um, kids on the team, when they're hosting kids, want to bring better players onto the team. So everybody's kind of in this picturesque, um, not fantasy world, but, you know, maybe not 100% honest realm of life. And it's understandable. I mean, because, you know, there's a lot on the line when it comes to college athletics. So I think it's hard to decipher and read between the lines when you're on a recruiting trip, you know, is this how the coach really is? Um, And and from the coach's perspective as well, is this kid going to work out? Is this kid, you know, a punk? I don't know. You know, are they going to be the best? Are they going to be a Baker Mayfield and be a two-time walk-on All-American first round draft pick for me? You know, you just don't really know. And I think from the coach's perspective, managing student athletes has to be extremely difficult. And, um, you know, they're trying to read in, into a lot of different factors, grades, personality, um, skill, how that skill is going to fit on the team. And then on the other end, the players are also trying to figure out, is this the school I want to be at? Is this the coach that I want to play for? Is everything seeming like it's going to fit? And am I going to be okay at the school? So I think there's just a lot of difficulty with that and you don't really get a lot of time to spend with the different, um, you know, teammates and coaches and schools because of NCAA rules. And you also, um, I, I think you just don't really have that much time to kind of really dive in and get a full experience of being at that college. So you, you're almost in ways taking a chance on a lot of different factors. And a lot of times I feel like the coaches uh, words really mean a lot. So people put a lot of weight on what the coaches are saying. And sometimes they're not genuine and other times they are. And some people make the best decision of their lives. So it really, it's an interesting game for sure. It's almost, it's almost like dating, you know, for like, like yeah. and saying, Hey, let's get married. You know, yep. and then you get married, like, Ooh, they don't, you know. Yeah, you're married after like one or two like meetings and a couple phone calls, you yeah. know. And then you're like, Ooh. like you get to date for six months or or anything like that. So it's definitely I think that's where, where the disconnect is. And I do think I mean it's it's controversial obviously, but trying to be as upfront as possible with as a student athlete talking to coaches, as a coach talking to student athletes, if everybody's as upfront as possible from the start, I think that's where things can um maybe start to get figured out a little bit more. For example, I know a friend who played college tennis who um, went to an NAIA school. She was from Australia, so she's now internationally recruited and doesn't under, didn't really understand the difference between NAIA, NCAA, and everything else. When she talked to the coach, the coach said, we're going to practice every day, two hours a day. We're going to have all these tournaments, you know, whatever it may be. When she finally got to the school, they had practice maybe two to three times a week. Uh, the conditioning and the training wasn't up to what the coach said on the phone. And there were just a lot of uh, differences in what the coach said versus what actually ended up happening. And, you know, for her, when she's a 21 hour flight away from her family, it, it's a lot more on the line and a lot, it's really messing with your, your mental, you know, just game, your happiness and everything else. So I think things like that are going to continue to make this process um, more difficult for both sides. Uh, but there are coaches that, you know, when they're straight up with, they'll, they'll find players who want to fit 
into their playing style. Um, but I think just maybe evaluating and being transparent on both sides and, and same goes for kids. Kids need to be transparent with schools as well um, and not leave them high and dry. And if they're looking at other schools, be transparent with the coaches and let them know because the coaches do have a tough job of trying to talk to all these kids at once. So, so when did you decide to kind of start this company? LRT. Um, so it was started my senior year of college. And it was done in an entrepreneurship class. And basically what we had to do was start this company, you know, this quote unquote fake company throughout the entire semester. We, you know, had to pitch it to investors at the end of the semester and see how our idea actually panned out and everything. So when it was first started in the class, it was really awesome. It was super fun. A lot of people were giving us great feedback. You know, I wish I had this when I was going through the recruiting process because what LRT Sports does is we allow current and former college athletes to rate their college coaches in order to have more transparent information so that high school athletes, parents, high school coaches stay more informed throughout the recruiting process. And over time, it's evolved. Now our, our mission is, you know, and our, and our slogan and everything is understanding college athletics. So we still have the ratings and um, that's something that is like very near and dear to our hearts. It's our bread and butter. It's something that, you know, you go on the site and you, you see what different coaches are rated. Uh, but at the same time, we're also providing a lot of educational tools on the recruiting process and also what it's like to be a college athlete. And, um, you know, sharing stories of certain recruiting processes that maybe um, faltered and what the athlete could have done better and what they what the lessons are to be pulled out of different stories and such. So how did so how did you or how, how did your team go about making sure you you're you're up to date on just everything to kind of help give your audience the best resources? Yeah, so that's a great question. So I'd say everyone outside of one person on our team um, is a college athlete and, or was a college athlete, I should say. And um, we have this great internship program too, that consists of student athletes and non-student athletes. Um, but we have them kind of out in the field at different colleges, learning about different experiences, different rules that are happening. Um, we also speak with the NCAA eligibility center quite often to figure out what, what new rules are being put out um, when rule changes are happening and everything else. So we try to stay as involved with the industry as possible. And, you know, as far as the ratings are concerned, we've just been, you know, spreading the word with this resource. And we've been, like I said, getting a lot of really great feedback. Um, the, the ratings are anonymous. So, it does protect the student athlete. They're able to say how they truly feel about their recruiting experience and, or not just a recruiting experience or experience with their coach overall in order to provide again, that, that transparent, Hey, this is what my experience was like. This is what really happened in practices. This is what um, this coach was like. They were knowledgeable. They weren't knowledgeable. They, you know, felt this way about all the different things. And, you know, we were talking earlier about, the you know five-star recruits the bigger sports university of alabama's um those schools obviously have so much publicity uh so much information out there about the coaches about the, the program about the facilities you could basically go and read any opinion piece on nick saban you know within five minutes and get you there's books on him mm -hmm. but 
you know, there's so many other schools and sports and programs out there that don't have that same level of information. And I think that's really where the disconnect is. So we're trying to provide the information on the coaches, but we're also trying to provide information on the schools as well and, and let people know like, Hey, you know, this division three or division two or NAIA or junior college school might be the right fit for you right now. Maybe you're going to go to a junior college and then transfer into, into an NCAA school, or maybe you're going to go division three because you realize that your, your passion is this one specific topic in this one division three school has this program for your major. That's like the most perfect thing ever. And that's what you really want to do. So I think trying to help people understand that there's a whole other realm of college and yes, college athletics are important and it can provide you with a lot of opportunities, but sometimes that big D1 University of Alabama scholarship might not be feasible for you, or it might not even be the right fit. Oh, I can relate to this so much. <laughs> so that's, that's definitely interesting that, that you started to start this. So what year, what year was this when you started this? Um, so the idea came about in 2014, um, but we didn't launch the website until December of 2015. Awesome. So, so for you, this is more of like a passion project in the sense of that, like you, you understand the pain point. Yes. Yes, for sure. I mean, it's also my full-time job, which is a great thing for me. Um, But yeah, it it is a a very much a a passion project and my baby in a lot of, in a lot of ways, because um, you know, this is something that I've been through. I have basically all my friends have been through um, some sort of recruiting process into college athletics, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, But you know, the, the pulse that we've been getting from these college athletes the current ones now and even former ones is I wish I had this information when I was going through my recruiting process, because, you know, like you just said, I had the opportunity of junior college, but I didn't know anything about it. So I said, Nope, I'm going straight to college. Or uh, I went to this one program thinking it was going to be this, but it actually turned out to be the complete opposite. And, you know, just trying to get through all the fluff that happens throughout the recruiting process and, and getting down to, okay, here are, the, here are the facts of what this school, this program, this coach, this everything is going to be like. And, you know, on, on the flip side, there's already enough ratings about the, the actual players. You get rated at your five-star blue chip, you know, one star. So from the playing perspective, there, there's already those ratings. I know it's not a personality perspective, but there's 8 million high school athletes in the country. So I think it'd be really hard to rate every single kid. Um, but there's still rating systems to keep that level of playing in check. So I think from this perspective, it just provides a little bit more transparency. And at the end of the day, coaches are around a lot longer than, than student athletes are because you only have basically a four to five year window to complete your eligibility at the NCAA level. But what's it like being a young CEO, you know, like, <laughs> or, or, or I'll rephrase that. What, what is it like being an athlete CEO? Um, so both are pretty cool. <laughs> both definitions are cool. Um, but honestly, I think um, it's, it's a really interesting thing. I think from the young perspective, uh, I definitely have to fight my way into certain situations um, and people will be like, what? What do, you, what do you mean you run this company? You know, sometimes there's that like shock mm-hmm. of, excuse me, what did you just say? Um, and then from the athlete perspective, I think being an athlete CEO is unlike any other. Um, 
you know, it's, it's a certain level of confidence that you get through being a college athlete. Um, I think, you know, as you probably know, you can receive constructive criticism well. your time management is there and everything that just goes into, you know, understanding what it's like to be on a team and just all the skill sets that you learn through being a college athlete are, are really irreplaceable, honestly. And I think it's a really cool feeling, especially when I run into other former athletes in business in general, whether it's within my industry or out of industry. And you almost just have this like instant connection with other athletes of, oh, hey, I played uh, this sport in college. Like, let's talk about it. Oh, that's awesome. How was your coach? What did you do? What was your team like? And, and you just have, again, this like instant connection with people. So for me, I think being the athlete part of it is, is really a spectacular feeling. And I, I definitely encourage anybody out there who is going through the recruiting process or maybe in college and not sure if they want to finish their sport. If you can't, if you're not in a situation to transfer, I 100% think that you should still stick out the four years because again, there's nothing really like um, being an athlete. And, and, you know, I mean, you're, I know you didn't have your chance for that freshman year because you were injured, but you kept trying and you didn't give up. And, and there's just something special about it. I think if you have the skill and the ability to do so, definitely do it. It's one of the things that it, that it, it kind, of, kind of kind of gives you that foundation that you, that you don't really have anywhere else. Absolutely. But I'm gonna owe you right now on 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 the site. We're top yep. rated. I'm not surprised about that. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> but, but OSU's beating us though. Oh, oh, that's that's messed up. They have a four point. <laughs> Yeah. sorry about that you you know what that means you just have to know more people from from oklahoma they have to go rate their coach because yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure if the more ratings they get the higher they'll go <laughs> okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go rate it i'm at a rating up there awesome so so so, so as you kind of progressing with this thing you know like like what what's your dream and ambition like or where do you hope to see lrt go um that's a great question so i think for me, I would love to see the ability to add on um, assistant coaches, position coaches, and training staff. Um, I think that the, those are the hidden gems of college athletics in a lot of different ways, especially when you're talking about a bigger team like football. The position coaches are really the ones that you're the closest with. It's not even all, like going to be your head coach most of the time. So I'd like to see once we get a really good handle on um, head coaches to kind of move into that. And then also, you know, another thing that we're super passionate about is just kind of letting people know how awesome each school is. And I, I think each school is awesome for a lot of different reasons. And I think there's different majors out there that people should be able to highlight and, and talk about. And, you know, having, we have school profiles on the site that kind of lists all, all the coaches and, and the ratings next to it and everything. But I'd love to see more information about the actual schools up there and, and talk about what they're known for and, and go, you know, have campus tours going through the different colleges and which we're starting to do now is um, providing our users with that video of, Hey, you know, maybe you can't make it out to all 25 schools, but you know what, if you want to see the athletic facilities come to LRT sports and you can check out some of the, the facilities as well. We don't have that for every school at the moment, but that's some of the, that's something that we're working on with a, with some uh, different schools that we have up on the site now. So um, I think really just 
providing as much information as possible about things that might not be out there would, would be my main goal um, as far as growing this and, and really just helping out student athletes. Because my favorite part, you know, we, we do workshops where we go out to high schools across the country and we speak about, you know, recruiting process, understanding college athletics, how to get in touch with coaches, what you should be doing for highlight tapes. And, and when I'm doing that and speaking with the student athletes at different high schools, that's definitely my favorite part of my job. So I take a genuine interest in trying to help people as much as possible with that. Um, so if I could, the more information I can provide, the more people I can help out, the happier I am. Love it. So, so, so what's been like, what's been like the most challenging part with just, with, with growth? And I, I'll kind of take, take this from like perspective of like, say someone's listening right now that wants to be, you know, athlete CEO one day, wants to own their own business. What's been like the most challenging part of just to get, get to this point where you are today? Yeah, I think um, the most challenging part is definitely getting your foot in the door in a lot of different places. I think networking is a really important part of even just being, uh, you know, a student athlete in high school or college. But the more people that you kind of connect with and, and stay in touch with over time really helps you out a long way. I think it's really hard to get in the door if you're trying to cold call people or um, don't have some sort of personal connection. So I think that's definitely a difficult thing for a lot of people. I definitely recommend to people out there, you know, anytime you have a speaker in school, you go out to them after, you thank them, you ask them for your card, send them a follow-up email, just the little things that might take, take an extra 10 minutes out of your day that will take you a long way throughout life. Um, but I think that's something. And then also on, on the other end is, um, I guess, spreading the word, but also, you know, we're, we're not doing it where we're dumping hundreds of millions of dollars into uh, marketing so we can do this overnight and we're going to wake up and see so many users. We're doing this all grassroots. So basically everybody that we get online is organically through us putting it out on social media or um, doing podcasts like this or, or just like really on the ground level talking to people. So I think those two things in particular are, um, are definitely points of, you know, Hey, this might be a little diff difficult to navigate. And those are just, you know, things that you, you learn from, from the start. And your team's on it. Like, I've, I've talked to Brian, I've talked to Kaylin, like they're, they're making moves for you. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're definitely on. I got a great team. That, that is for sure. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, they mean business for sure. Yeah, well, yes, they do. <laughs> Love it. So shout out to them. Yeah. Shout, shout out to the squad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so when it comes to this internship program, if, if they someone's listening and they want to kind of, they want something they maybe want to be interested in. What, what what can they expect to kind of kind of learn that can maybe help their career going forward? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a 10-week rotational program. So over 10 weeks, they are rotating through four different rotations. And the rotations vary anything from digital marketing to um, business development uh, and anything in between like content or creative. So basically what they do is they're, I mean, the, we have an in, intern class right now of like 20, 25 kids, something like that. And it's a remote internship. So everything's done through Slack and video chat and everything else. And basically how it works is, and why we are able to get student athletes, even when they're in or out of season, um, is because we basically give them 
a task on a Monday and say, hey, you have until the next Monday to complete it. And that's completely in their own time. You know, they don't have to report in daily as far as like, okay, here's, here's my progress or anything like that. They can if they want to, but they basically have a, a week to hand in, in their work. Um, and I think it, we, you know, we allow a certain level of flexibility that a lot of other internships m may not allow. Um, our summer one is definitely a little bit more intense than our fall and our spring um, internships, just because they're out of school and they have more time. But it really depends. I, I'd say it's a typical, you know, 30, 40 hour work week. Um, it's just different because you could wake up and go to the gym in the morning or go to the gym in the afternoon or, you know, work late at night, or we don't really have any restrictions on when people are doing work. So they can kind of go about living their lives as needed. But at the same time, they're still expected to be on their phones or computers and talking in Slack and meeting each other. And, you know, we make sure we do weekly video calls so they can, all the interns get to meet one another. And we've seen some really cool relationships grow out of our internship program. People are either working together, helping each other get jobs, um, or they're just friends and liking things on social media or meeting up. So it's a really cool experience to kind of foster those relationships. I think that the um, the biggest thing for being an intern for us is you have to be really self-motivated. Um, for example, Kaylin and Brian, who you spoke with, who are now on my team, um, both went through the internship program. Um, and they were able to basically take their internship to the next level and they were standout interns. They were able to basically make themselves necessary to LRT sports in a way that a lot of people don't think that that can happen, but they did. And now they're on our team. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's one of those interesting things you can, you know, absolutely make a position on our team going through an internship with us, as long as you work really hard and you're self-motivated and, you know, they'll tell you straight up, you know, they had to knock down some doors and, and really make a splash at the company, but they both did in a lot of different ways. And that goes for other people on my team as well. There's a girl, Katie, who, you know, she did the same thing. She started a brand ambassadorship program for us. She was a mentor for us. Um, so it's, it's a really cool thing to see, but the internship's pretty awesome in my opinion. <laughs> no bias. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, so I, I, I always wanted to learn more about this recruiting process with you. So, so, so you're, you, you want to pretty much help eliminate the gap in a sense between the knowledge and, and just actually making that happen. Yes, exactly. So like I said before, our slogan for LRT sports is understanding college athletics. Um, recruiting is wrapped up in that ball of college athletics. Um, because there are the things we discussed, like what it's like to transfer and if you want to transfer, how to do so. And you know, the new NCAA rules that are affecting current student athletes. And, um, but, but, you know, the recruiting process ends up being a bulk of that information because that's where there's really a huge, huge lack of information. Definitely. So if you have a question for you, it's like, it's like two more. So, so say a coach, you know, is, is almost on the fence about LRT sports, you know, because they don't, they don't like how they're getting, they're getting rated. Mm -hmm. what, what, what would be like your, your, not, I'll say pitch, but more of like your, your saying to them that they get them to think that how this is really beneficial for them in their recruiting process. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what I've learned over doing this for a couple of years now is, um, 
we've had situations where there are certain coaches that love us and certain coaches that hate us. I mean, we have coaches that send out their LRT sports profile to recruits because they want to, you know, profile that their student athletes like them and, and whatever else. I mean, it's the same as rate my professor or rate my teacher. You're going to get people that, that don't like this concept, but with all due respect to the people that maybe don't like it, that's probably because they're not getting good ratings. And you know, I think there has to be some level of self-reflection with that. Um, because if you have, you know, 10, 20, 30 kids saying the same thing, then, okay, maybe it's time to look in the mirror. But at the same time, there's absolutely situations where you have a great coach that might get one bad rating. But, you know, as a society, we're so used to rating systems at this point. You rate on Uber, you rate on Yelp, you rate on, again, rate my professor, rate my teacher, whatever it may be. Um, so people can kind of see through you know, the one disgruntled person, if you get, you know, 15 great ratings and one bad one, people know enough to say, okay, you know, that's probably just was a weird situation. It seems like the coach is good overall. Um, So I'd say, you know, trust the fact that if you're a genuine person, the the kids are going to be able to see through that. I mean, you're with them for four years, almost 24 seven. And that'll shine in the ratings. And I will say we, we do get an overwhelming amount of positive comments as far and, and, and not negative comments. Um, but of course there are some comments that aren't, aren't flattering, but I guess in a roundabout way, I don't know if I'm going to regret saying this, but if you're getting bad ratings and stuff, just, I guess, do better. I mean, care about your athletes a little bit more, you know? <laughs> yeah, true. I, remember, I remember like, like East semester, I'll be on like on um, RMP looking like, okay, who should I not take? <laughs> You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. so, so I, I get it so and then one last question for you so social media wise and website where, where you guys at and where are you at yeah so for the website it's lrt-sports.com everything social media is lrt sports and then i'm at k sires um i'm a little boring to follow I, but if you want to follow me you're more than welcome to <laughs> <laughs> Kirsten, it's been so great talking with you and just kind of seeing how you're you're solving a needed problem for the next generation. You know, so thank you so, so, so props to you for taking this on. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me. Oh, definitely. Shout out shout out to Kaylin, shout out to Brian, the whole squad yep. for Yep, yep, make, the whole make, squad. Tara, <laughs> Katie, everyone. Yep. <laughs> making it happen. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Well, hope you get hope you get sunshine out, out there in, on the East Coast, somewhere rain, and we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With a Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.